Welcome to the Division of Student Affairs and Success, Slugcast. This episode is part of our weekly newsletter series, a weekly episode about resources and events happening now, virtually, on campus. This week, we're going to cover a really awesome self-care resource that's open to all students, the Winter Resilience Series, directed by Oaks faculty fellow and intercultural educator, Sylvia Osterlich. Also joining us is Hunter Esquivel, a facilitator for the series and a current student at UCSC. The Weekly Resilience Series is a nine-week healing justice journey to enhance your skills and gain tools for personal and academic development, community care, and authentic sharing in a safe and brave space. It's held weekly on Zoom, Thursdays from 1.30 to 3 p.m. until March 10th. I'm personally super excited for you guys to learn more about this because I've had a really good experience with the series. But enough about me, let's hear from Sylvia and Hunter. Good morning, you guys. Good morning. Hi, good morning. So just to kind of start off and put a face to the name, I wanted to ask about your personal backgrounds. So my name is Silvia Austerlich, she, her, hers pronouns. I, I need to put them. I'm from Argentina, if you hear an accent, but I have lived in Santa Cruz since 1999. And I'm an intercultural facilitator. And, uh, and I'm also a lecturer at Oaks College with a class that I love that's called Building an Inner Sanctuary. That's about developing internal resources so we can show up for social justice. Um, yeah, I'm Hunter. Um, I'm a third year um, legal studies major, education minor. Um, my pronouns are she, her, hers. Um, I work for Basic Needs. I started working for Basic Needs last year. Um, I worked with the Cal Coffee Shop directly, um, but since like COVID hit and we all went remote, I've been doing some remote work because I'm at my home in Chino Hills. And um, I started like helping with the Resilience Series in the summer um, and it's been really great. That's amazing. I love the Cal Coffee Shop. So a technical question, is it too late to join the series and what does a typical session look like? So um, there are right now uh, two groups. One is closed, but there's a dropping, which is a, a weekly, weekly dropping space, Wednesdays, 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. So that will continue uh, for six more weeks, I think. And... And I'd like to tell students that when, you know, when you think about a space, it's a space to connect with yourself first. So it's not so much to show up and perform. So it's like a, a safe, that's our, what, what we want to create, a safe and brave space to be authentic, vulnerable and, and courageous. And, and we welcome, you know, if someone is going through a difficult experience or needs support, that's totally welcome. Otherwise, there's a, there's a, a journey and every session has a theme. For example, next week, it's uh, managing time wisely. But then other topics, uh, upcoming topics are body wisdom, mindful emotional care, cultivating a healthy mindset. You know, the most important thing is students' voices. And it's not so much a class we, we share, but, but it's really, as I say, you know, like what the voices and the wisdom in the room, it's always amazing, you know? Yeah, um, I'll just add to that, that 
you can join like whenever you want. Um, we have, like Sylvia mentioned, we have a drop-in and we also have like a closed group. But um, if you are like, are interested in joining the closed group, feel free to come like, like anytime you want. Um, the closed group is mainly just a space. We want to offer something where um, you could come every week and have it kind of be like a routine and get like build more of a community with like a same group of people. But if, even if you haven't come to like the first few sessions, you're always welcome to come like whenever you're able to, if you like want to join later and um, join the little community. You know, we, we start by taking in and that's the time when, you know, if someone is going through a difficult situation and part of the taking in is you know, what's challenging, what's working well, what kind of support do you need right now? Or if not, just how people are doing. And then from there, we usually have a moment of, of breathing or grounding to really coming into the body and connecting with yourself. And then there are topics and usually there's time for self-reflection, you know, time of silence, actually for you to say, huh, how am I doing? I definitely really appreciated that. I didn't realize how many things I was worrying about until I did a self-reflection and kind of wrote it all down. Um, that kind of brings me to the topic of resilience. And I wanted to ask, what was the inspiration behind the title of the series focused on resilience? Oh, last year, 2020, um, I was part of the Radical Resilience Initiative. I'm, I'm still doing resilience work, but I was like formally part of the Radical Resilience Initiative. And I've met, well, there was Bernardine and Tim. I met with basic needs. So when the pandemic hit on that we needed to start offering, you know, there was such a need for students to have spaces online and the whole com campus community actually. So I think that it was in the spring that we created um, like the, the resilience series. And then we just, every every quarter, we, we started like developing a, a little bit, you know, the, the way it is now. So listening to what were the needs and and responding to that. Um, yeah, um, I'll just add that I think when we're living in this like really uncertain and like changing time right now, um, and especially as like a college student, um, it can be really difficult to kind of manage like everything that's going on and like all of these new challenges being thrown at us. And it's just, it's really nice to have like some tools to fall back on, especially when I think we can kind of forget about like ourselves in the moment um, and like take how, how important it is to like take care of ourselves and like listen into like what we need. Um, so it, it is nice to have like breathing exercises or like taking a second to like slow down and um, find things that like we enjoy doing um, and kind of like restore our energy. Absolutely. And I think that self-care is more important now than ever. And being quarantined, we really realized how important self-care is. And if you guys are comfortable sharing it, what along your journey led you to become passionate about self-care and kind of cultivating an inner sanctuary? I was born in Argentina and I left in my early 30s. And from very very early, I had a lot of like depression, chronic. I was not a happy camper. And that's why I left in a way. And when I came to this country, I realized that, you know, I had the choice of tell, keep telling my sad story or 
or, you know, like reinventing myself. So that was like a, a huge thing. And part of my healing path was to, was training Aikido, you know, for many years. And I, I got my black belt, but I feel really proud. And I worked on the end of life care. You know, I did grief work in the schools in Watsonville for over 10 years. And, you know, and at that time I learned a lot because that was what I was telling people, right? It's really, I learned for myself. It's really important to take care of yourself and understanding that, hey, there was something that I could do. You know, yes, I had all these difficulties and bad things happened to me, but whoa, I had resources and I could do something. I could be, that's the, the self-leadership. And then reaching out for support and realizing that when I was asking for help, it was not people telling me what to do. It was helping, people helping me stand up and get strong. So I became super, super passionate. And when I left End of Life, then all my work that these days, whatever I do, intercultural stuff and everything for me, I really embrace the, the healing justice, which, as I said, it, it acknowledges that we are all as a society and even a, as a civilization going through trauma. And this is an amazing moment of collapse of the old. And there's such a huge opportunity to reinvent ourselves and and new systems and the youth are leading the way. Um, yeah, I think for me, um, I've always just like as a student or as like, and just as like a person, I think I've put like my self care like on the back burner a lot of times, especially when it came to like school or like other things that always came first. And um, I think like once the like pandemic hit, I think it was kind of this like wake up call of like that. I can't do that anymore. Um, I need to like actually really start taking care of myself and like listening to like what like my body needs. And um, I think like joining this series was just it was like this amazing opportunity to like help other students, like connect them to resources that could help them maybe feel like they're not alone and that they could also um try to like address these emotions too. Definitely. It's been an extraordinarily lonely time for college students, which is such a phenomenon because college is a place where you socialize and kind of make a start in your not only career world, but your personal academic and social world. And I think with the trauma of the past year, many students are feeling super disconnected not only to their UCSC community, but really to their own selves. What are kind of your thoughts about rebuilding community and connection, both within ourselves and with others during this time? I'll say what, what, I, what you know, comes to mind. I really like, as I said, the, the term healing justice. And that acknowledges that, you know, we are going through like extraordinary, you know, like we are we are going through not normal stuff. And, and it's like crazy, right? The pandemic was already crazy. The fires were crazy. George Floyd was like, boom, boom, boom. So, so we are going through very traumatic, traumatic that we are going as, as individuals and as communities through stuff that's not normal and, and that's super hard. So, so feeling, feeling the, the emotions is, healthy in a way when we disconnect and when we are numb at times okay it gets us through the day but at the end of the day that's not healthy 
and yet it's super important. And I have been, I, I did for many years, I worked on end of life care and I'm a grief counselor as well. So I am very aware of the dimension of, of trauma and injustice and discrimination and racism and all the stuff, you know, that's going on. So personally, the way that I do the work, you know, I think that it's super important to to co-create, to come together as community. Hunter and I are the facilitators, but everybody's voice, you know, everybody's voice is, is, is welcome and we all contribute. You know, the medicine is not just, hey, listen to what we have to say. So, 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 you know, so yeah, it does take, it is counterintuitive, you know, for, for healing grief, you need to feel all your feelings. You know, you, even though we would think, oh, I feel grief, I want to get rid of the grief. No, you need to move through, you know, with pain, you have to become aware, I shouldn't feel this way. Well, you are feeling this way. You are having these thoughts. And a little bit, you know, the, the real work, I mean, people should know a little bit, you know, that it takes inner work. You know, the way that you go to school and you do to heal and to grow and to become the leader of your own life, it takes work. And that has been my passion most of my life, you know, to be on a path of self-discovery, healing, and even spirituality. So I'm so I'm taking a class right now with Professor Craig Haney and um he it's called Psych and the Law. And he wrote this like really great article about how um like social isolation of like prisoners could be like when you analyze that it could kind of be connected to um what we're feeling now like in quarantine and um how like we really we just like as humans like need um a sense of community for like our well-being and I think that that's kind of like what we try to create in this space like we understand like how important it is to like have this sense of community even though we're not on campus and we can't have it in person, we still have like these tools at our disposal. Like even though Zoom might not actually feel like we're actually like there and we're together, I think that that's something we really try to like cultivate with like our sharing um, in the space and just being like vulnerable and open. Um, yeah, and I think that that's just like our goal is to try to like overcome this like technological barrier um, by like, make making it feel like we can actually like be there with each other wow thank you so much for sharing that that's such a good analogy i definitely feel like i'm imprisoned by zoom sometimes yet it is a technological barrier because it's like one of the only ways we can connect right now and thank you guys so much for sharing your insight and just continually being so inspiring i wanted to ask since Sylvia always shares really great quotes during the session. If you guys had any personal favorites. You have to do it by yourself and you cannot do it alone because that's the spirit of the series in a way. And yesterday we talked about stormy times and there's this quote about, you know, when you're in the middle of the storm, at times you don't even know if the storm is over or what's coming, but you won't be the same person. You know, that's the only thing that we can know. And I think that as terrible as it is, this moment, you know, of loss and grief, and, and it's really hard and it's really challenging. I think that there is an opportunity as well, you know, even with the pandemic, if you cannot go outside, go inside. And it's, 
it's and, and to find the medicine within and to think about not so much what you want to do but who you want to be because we need people who are you know who are connected with their hearts who share their truth who are compassionate and you know it you could be a teacher you could be a student you could be you know like a person in the street you could be a grandma you could be it doesn't matter a friend it doesn't matter your role it matters how you show up you know for yourself and others um like the quote I was going to share actually like connects what you just said, Sylvia. Um, I came across it the other day and I think it's by Ralph Waldo Emerson. And it's something like, like the person that you're destined to become is the, like the person that you decide to be. Um, and so I, yeah, I think that that really connects to like what you were saying right now about how um, if that's the, that's like who you think that you are, then like you'll like manifest that. And that like, that's what you can work. If you have like an image of like who you want to be, you can work towards becoming that like for yourself. Yeah, those are definitely so insightful and a lot to think about. Thank you guys so much for taking the time out to do this. Thank you. For more information on how to join the Winter Resilience Series, email Sylvia at saustrl at ucsc.edu or Hunter at hkesquiv at ucsc.edu. Thanks for listening to Slugcast. Make sure to tune in each week for different episodes about student life, resources, upcoming and current events, and more.